Episode 31 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on April 3rd, 2017. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. Update 5.2 is a week away. I'll give you a full recap on all of the great features it promises to deliver. One of those features is a new operation. The good folks at the Bad Feeling Podcast are holding a contest. I'll tell you what you need to do to participate. Finally this week, the Eternal Championship and Star Fortresses were retuned to level 70. I finally got around to running them. I'll tell you how it went. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and check out the state of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to episode 31 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another terrific show lined up for you today. First, as always, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. And as you know, Game Update 5.2 will launch on April 11th. And I'll talk about that shortly, but the good folks over at the Bad Feeling Podcast are holding a contest in honor of the new operation. That's right, you can get fat loot in-game, and you can get even fatter loot out of game. Now all you need to do to participate is send screenshots of the boss kill to Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, at badfeelingpodcast.com. And a randomly selected entry will win, wait for it, 200 million credits. That's not 2 million. That's not 20 million. That's 200 million credits. And that's a pretty good chunk of change there. Now, story mode counts as one entry and hard mode counts as two entries. So I'm not 100% sure how you distinguish that in your screenshots, but you probably don't want to submit shots where you hide your UI. This is not about being pretty here, folks. Uh, all servers are eligible, and you can submit as many entries as you want. And the contest is going to run from April 11th to April 25th. Again, email your screenshots to brian at badfeelingpodcast.com. And be sure to listen to them each week. They do a great job, and they are a lot of fun to listen to. So good luck, everyone. Now, the other announcement I have this week is a reminder about the upcoming Cantina Tour at Star Wars Celebration, and it is almost here, folks. Uh, it will be held on Friday, April 14th, at the Orlando Hilton. And they have updated the official site with the time of the event, and it will run from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. They said space will be limited, so be sure to arrive early and that it is an adult event and all attendees must be 18 years or older to participate and be prepared to show ID asterisk. And I say asterisk because a player on the forums asked the following question. Is there anything special we need to attend the cantina? Will there be reservations? Is it 18 and up for everyone? My 16-year-old daughter is going to celebration with me and she's going to be really upset when I tell her she can't go uh to celebration because the cantina is 18 years old and up. Well, Eric Musco uh, read the question and responded with the following answer to that. And he said, you don't need to do anything special beyond showing up. It is open to the public. 
No reservation slash RSVP needed. Your daughter can absolutely attend. Our cantinas are almost always open to all ages. Uh, folks under 18 just need to be accompanied by an adult. This is usually dictated by the venue or state law since we have alcohol. All right, so that's all of the announcements I have. And with that, let's slice the holonet and get to the news this week. And the big news is that game update 5.2 will go live on April 11th. And since this is the last show I'll have before the patch goes out, I thought it would be good to give a recap of everything that's coming in 5.2 because there is a lot of great stuff happening. There is going to be a new story in Daily Area on Iocath, and the only requirement to access the new area is that your character is level 70. You don't need to have an active subscription. However, I don't believe that you can get to level 70 without having had a subscription uh, at some point during Knights of the Eternal Throne. You don't need to have completed the Knights of the Fallen Empire or the Knights of the Eternal Throne story, although it is highly recommended that you do so, as there will be spoilers, as well as uh, the game's going to make some default choices for you um, as you start the new story on Iocath. And, you know, you may not have wanted to have made those choices um, without, you know, if you had gone through the story. So just, just something to keep in mind there. Um, progress through this new story on Iocath will not affect your progress in Knights of the Fallen Empire in Knights of the Eternal Throne if you have not yet completed those stories. And you can launch the new storyline from the mission terminal on your ship, and the quest is called The Forgotten World. Now, as part of the story, you will need to choose whether or not you wish to align with the Empire or the Republic. Uh, your past affiliations do not matter. A Jedi can align with the Empire, and a bounty hunter can align with the Republic. The choice, however, is only limited to Iocath. This is not, I repeat, this is not a faction change. So you will still technically be, your class will retain its, you know, faction that it had when you, when you created it. Anyway, uh, there will be two returning companions, Malavi Quinn and Alara Dorn, and your faction alignment will have an impact on who you get to see and how you interact with them. So choose wisely. I also believe, uh, there will be a new reputation as well, although I'm not 100% certain of that but I, but I think I think there will be uh, the quests in the daily area will be a little different and I'm during one of the live streams they describe the questing hub as version 2.0 which means we'll get to do some cool things like uh, pilot a walker and so forth so this should be more than just you know kill 10 of this and collect 20 of that uh, there will be a world PvP element to all of this however this will only affect you if you are on a PvP instance. If you are on a PvE instance, you will have nothing to worry about. Now, if you are on a PvP instance, this is how it will work. Enemies and allies will be, deter will be determined by the faction you chose to fight for, not the faction your class is part of. So if you ch you're a Jedi Knight and you chose to uh, work with the Empire on Iocath, then you will technically be treated as you know a member of the Empire and will fight against people that chose to align with the, the Republic. So this is just related to the faction alignments that you choose as part of doing the story on Iocath. You will be able to loot Iocath-specific currency from other players that kill you. And then on Iocath, you'll get to spend that currency to do special things like pilot a walker and use the walker to kill more 
players. Uh, they did mention that the currency is not limited to PvP, and it will be obtainable from other sources on IOCath as well. So there will be a new operation called Gods from the Machine. It has five bosses. However, only the first boss will be released with 5.2. The remaining bosses will be released throughout the year. First boss is Tithe, the God of War, and he will have Story and Veteran Mode. Master Mode will be released later in the year. Story Mode will drop Tier 3 gear, and uh, Veteran Mode will drop Tier 4 gear. And I'll have more on that in just a minute. Uh, story Mode will be accessible from the Group Finder, and you only need to be level 50 for that and will be bolstered accordingly. But also, you will need an active subscription to access the new operation. Now, Game Update 5.2 is introducing a number of changes to Galactic Command and gear. And first, it will mark the end of the big CXP event, which also included a boost to regular XP. So this is your last week to take advantage of those CXP gains. Um, that said, the normal rate of CXP will be increased in Game Update 5.2. By how much is anyone's guess at this point? No numbers have been released, but I, you know, it's safe to say that it will be less than the CXP event uh, today, and obviously more than what it was at launch. Uh, my feeling is the, the, the event rate feels pretty good, and they ought to just leave it as is, especially since we will continue to need to earn CXP in Game Update 5.2. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that the superior command boost, you know, the one that grants 100% increase to CXP, will now work for all tiers. And there are two versions, one you can buy from the cartel market and one that you can purchase for 200 command tokens. So that will certainly take the edge off of things as you earn those tier 4 crates. And yes, that's right. Game Update 5.2 is introducing a new tier of gear. There will not be any new ranks beyond 300, and any crates that you earn once you hit rank 300 will have tier 4 gear. And it should be noted that this only applies to crates earned after 5.2 goes live. If you're rank 300 now and are holding on to crates, they will have tier 3 gear uh, in them when 5.2 goes live. Now, tier 4 crates will only have prototype blue, artifact purple, and legendary gold gear, and Tier 4 Prototype gear will have a set bonus. That's right, so every piece of gear that you get from a Tier 4 crate will have a set bonus. And by, by that I mean the wrists, the waist, the head, the chest, the legs, gloves, and feet. They're not adding set bonuses to implants, ears, and relics, or, 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 or weapons. And uh, I believe the item rating on this gear, on the Tier 4 gear, will be 246 for Prototype and Artifact and 248 for legendary. So it will be, you know, even the, the worst piece of gear will probably be a lot better than uh, what you're getting, than the legendary gear that you're getting from tier three. So so overall, pretty good. Uh, additionally, crates are changing uh, in game update 5.2 so that the drops will get increasingly better as you progress through a tier. Now this applies to tier one through tier three. Uh, I don't believe this applies to Tier 4 since there's no new ranks. Uh, I don't think this the game is going to uh, progress or, or track the number of crates uh, that you get, which is probably partly why they decided to give that prototype blue stuff uh, set bonuses. But 
Anyway, what this means is basically a crate that you get at rank 299 will have a far better chance of dropping a tier 3 legendary item than a crate earned at rank 210. And the quality of the loot in the crate is determined when you earn the crate, not when you open it. So you can't go through a whole tier, save up the crates, and then open them up thinking you're going to have this increased chance of, of, of better loot. That's not how it's going to work. Uh, the items that you get inside, of course, are determined when you, you open the crate. And again, none of this is retroactive, and it will only apply to crates you earn after 5.2 goes live. So if you've been hanging on to these crates, hoping to take advantage of some of those changes, you're, you're going to be out of luck. Um, really, I think the only advantage to hanging on to crates at this point would just be to disintegrate everything uh, to get some additional CXP and, you know, either close out tier three or wherever you are, or just get a nice head start into getting uh, some tier four crates. Operations are also seeing big changes to their loot tables. In 5.2, every boss will drop a specific, uh, a specific unassembled piece of gear. You still need to turn it in with your command tokens to get the actual gear piece, but you can now plan your gearing based on specific bosses and operations. Now, Tier 2 Legendary Gear is going to drop from Story Mode. Tier 3 Legendary Gear is going to drop from Veteran Mode. Uh, tier 4 Prototype and Artifact Gear will drop from Master Mode uh, Operations, and these are from the non-final bosses here. And Tier 4 Legendary Gear will drop from the Master Mode, the final boss, in a Master Mode Operations. Uh, for the Gods from the Machine Operations, this is the new operation, Tier 3 uh, will drop, well, Story Mode will drop Tier 3, and Veteran Mode will drop Tier 4. Notice that Tier 1 gear uh, is no longer dropping from operations. You can still earn it from crates. However, Tier 2 is essentially becoming the new baseline in Game Update 5.2, and I believe this should apply to PvP as well, where you will now purchase Tier 2 gear with the unassembled tokens and then use that to upgrade uh, to tier three and tier four. Now back to the operations real quick. Uh, an eight man operation will drop one item per boss and, uh, two for the final bosses. And then a 16 man operation will drop, uh, two items per boss. I'm sorry. Yes, we'll drop two items per boss and four for the final boss. So there you have it. And finally, 5.2 will bring some content nerfs. And I believe the CXP gains for the Fractured Uprising have already been nerfed. And in 5.2, the CXP rewards for Knights of the Fallen Empire Chapters 1 and Chapters 2 are also getting nerfed to the ground. So if you've been using those to kind of boost your ranks and, and, and get some quick CXP, uh, this is your last week to take advantage of that as it will just become... Uh, the only reason to run those, I guess, in master mode would be for uh, just to check it off the box going forward in game update 5.2. So that's it. That's it for game update 5.2. Looks like a pretty decent update overall. It's got a little something for everyone. I mean, a new operation for those that like to raid. World PvP for those that like to PvP. And new story and daily hub for the solo enthusiasts out there. Uh, it has improvements to Galactic Command, better chance of getting quality items from crates, 
guaranteed set bonuses from tier four and operations bosses dropping specific items. I mean, if you could change the update number from 5.2 to 5.0, I think folks would really be singing the praises of Knights of the Eternal Throne. But anyway, here we are. And on April 11th, here we'll go. All right. So finally this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Eternal Championship and Star Fortresses. They were both introduced last year and were level 65 activities. Uh, with Knights of the Eternal Throne, they were retuned to level 70. Now, I hadn't tried to run them because word was that they were much, much harder at level 70. But now that my main tune is in full 240 item rating gear, I decided to give the Eternal Championship and Star Fortresses another look. So I did the Eternal Championship on solo mode. I didn't try solo plus, and to be honest, I don't, they didn't run that mode back in the day, so to speak. Um, so I, I, I have no way of comparing, uh, the before and after of that. But regarding solo mode for the Eternal Championship, I cleared it. And I had very little problem doing it. I mean, some of the fights felt like they took longer than before. But it's also been several months since I've run it, so I can't really say for sure. But for the most part, I felt like I breezed through it. I mean, I did die a couple of times, but that was mostly due to being rusty um, rather than just the retuning uh, to level 70. And there were a couple of times where my companion died, uh, which really makes makes for you know really causes a pretty big headache when when that happens although i think in two of those for two of those bosses where that happened i was far enough into the fight that i was able to close it out and i, and I should note here i'm doing this all I'm, when i say my main tune it's a mercenary i'm arsenal spec so i go in there obviously as a dps and i've got a companion i was using nico okar who was uh has an influence level of 50 and i just kept him in healing mode the entire time. Uh, the last boss, I think, was probably the most annoying. And I don't know if it's always been like this, but at the end of the fight, the boss goes to the middle of the room. And you have to get in close, as he does, because he does this big damage ability. So if you're standing outside of this circle, um, you're going to take huge, huge amounts of damage, and you're, you're going to die. Well, the, well, the issue here is my companion wouldn't move and he'd always be standing outside the circle. And I was using, as I said, I was using Nico Okar in healing mode and he'd just stand there like he had a few too many at the cantina and, and couldn't think straight. So, uh, that caused him to die, uh, on an attempt. And like I said, I was far enough into it that I was able to finish it off uh, without needing him. But that was very frustrating to, to see that. And I don't recall that happening, uh, previously but i but again i can't say for certain uh now i didn't try this but i suspect though that i probably could have put him maybe put him in passive mode and then he would have run to me and been inside the circle in that little safety zone and then i could have had him go active again and maybe that'll fix the problem but but i'm not sure and i only ran it one time so the next time i go through it um I'll go ahead and give that a try and see if that fixes the, the problem because, but you know, having the companion die at the end of that fight is nerve wracking to say the least because there's a lot going on, a lot of damage and you just kind of need to stay, stay alive enough to just finish, uh, him off. But anyway, so I'm mostly 240 gear with full set bonus and a companion whose influence level is 50. Uh, solo mode is absolutely doable. 
Um, now, is it worth doing? Uh, maybe not every day, but certainly once a week. I mean, it's fun. And there are some nice decorations and other rewards. And you get an okay chunk of CXP for doing the weeklies. So, you know, if you're holding off, I, I'd say, you know, go back and give it a try. If you've never done it, it's challenging and it's fun. And you should absolutely go do it. And uh, I, I will say this, though. Even though I completed it, I wasn't close to breaking any speed records, that's for sure. And I believe there's an achievement for getting through the whole thing in like 15 minutes or less. I don't know how people do that. Um, I wasn't able to do that um, when it when it first came out and sure as heck don't feel like I can do that now. Uh, so there you go. So go ahead and give the Eternal Championship a try. Like I said, if you're, you're in Tier 3 gear uh, and have a, a strong companion, I, I think you'll be able to go ahead and clear this. So the other thing I tried this week find was the heroic star fortress. Did the star fortress in veteran mode. This is where it's sort of like a heroic two. Um, of course, back at level 65 during Knights of the Fallen Empire, this was pretty easy, uh, to solo. You know, you got some 220 gear um, and a good companion. Again, you could go through and just, uh, kind of plow through it and, and clear it, which, which was nice because there is a weekly quest. And uh, if you do it in veteran mode, you have to complete the weekly quest to complete six star fortresses. And if you do it in veteran mode, you know, one run counts as two, which is nice, which is, which is pretty good. Um, but anyway, again, not really very hard at all. Kind of slow. It's, 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 it takes a long time, but I don't know if it's just because the companions are, are just that good at healing. Again, I went in there with Nico Okar, who was influence level 50, just set him as a healer. And I, you know, my health bar did not move. I mean, I I'd go, it didn't matter what I was fighting. I could fight the, you know, whether I was fighting a boss, whether I was fighting gold elite. I think there was like one gold elite, a Zakul knight who basically has a bunch of melee attacks. And I think he might have gotten me down, I don't know, quarter of my health, no more than half uh, during that fight. That was about as bad as it got, but everything else was just, was not a problem. Like I said, my health bar didn't move. So, it was just slow though. I mean, all those, those NPCs all have a lot of health. They just don't seem to be doing a lot of damage. And at least when you compare it to, say, uh, a, a master mode chapter in Knights of the Eternal Throne or Knights of the Fallen Empire, it didn't seem to be, uh, as nearly as difficult as that. So it just felt like they, they had more health, but really weren't doing a whole lot of damage. And so I didn't have any more problem, uh, <clears throat> getting through it. In fact, the only risk I had of dying was from Boredom. I mean, that, that's all I can say about that. And and just a heads up, it looks like the heroic versions are bugged regarding loot, which is to say there is none. So if you're going in there to farm some of those uh, decorations, uh, you're wasting your time in heroic mode. Um, you will get a couple of CXP packs. You'll get a, a green uh, common one, and then you'll get a prototype one uh, for for clearing it. But again, there, there are better ways to go ahead and get, you know, CXP packs than, than farming star fortresses. So, so that said, if you're looking to go in there and get some, some of the decorations, they just aren't dropping from heroic mode. I have read that apparently you can go into story mode and you will still get them from there. I have not tried that. I may go ahead and do that, but you know, back, uh, during Knights of the Fallen Empire, that was one of the things I liked to do. Uh, that's one of the things I liked about running Heroic because, you know, it had a higher rate of getting the uh, 
decorations, but they're not dropping from there uh, anymore. So n- other than achievements, no real point to, to running heroic mode by uh, Star Fortress as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so that, that's it. So, so that was it. But again, again, totally doable in 240 gear. And I suggest, you know, go ahead and give the Eternal Championship as well as Star Fortresses uh, a look if you've never done them before. So that's it. I think that's it for this week. I don't really have too much else to, well, I don't have anything else to talk about other than I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to do a podcast next week. Um, only because I'm getting ready to go to Star Wars celebrations. I got a lot going on this week and this coming weekend. I don't know if I'll have time to get a podcast out. Uh, it normally would be released on April 11th. So if I, I'll let, I'll tweet out whether or not I'm going to be able to do that. Um, and even though I am going to Star Wars celebration, I should have one the following week, the, the, the Tuesday after Star Wars celebration. I should be able to have uh, a podcast up there. So it'll either be episode 32. Or episode 33, stay tuned. But with that, I hear the music, and that can mean only one thing. You have managed to survive another half hour listening to episode 31 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube, Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show site, which is SotorPodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe directly to the podcast. Uh, if you have a question for the show, you can email me at SOTORpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet your questions or send me a d- d- DM at SOTORpodcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. And look for episode 32, either maybe April 11th, maybe April 18th. I don't know. We'll see. But remember, this is code. Cake is a lot.